Mornings just got fresher. The all-new Mixed Breakfast. With Aisha, Ardi and Prim. Selamat pagi everyone. We are in the second day of Ramadan. Selamat menyambut hari puasa yang akan datang kawan-kawan. Yang yeah. akan datang yang I think sudah pun bermula. Yalah, today tomorrow. <laughs> have a blessed and safe one, yeah? Way to go, Prem. You've lived here longer than I have, mind you. <laughs> okay. I uh, just wanted to remind everyone, you know, have a blessed Ramadan. And along with that, if you wanted to follow those that wanted to fast as well, I think it's also very important to know some proper guidelines because I remember that I uh, fasted mm-hmm. also during the month of Ramadan at oh, one point cool. and I realized that I was losing a lot of weight because I wasn't getting the right nutrients yeah okay. mm. so that's why if you wanted to you know follow your friends and fast as well mm-hmm. we caught up with a nutritionist her name is Adele Wong to kind of help you out and guide you on what are some of the great things you can eat for this month of Ramadan? Uh, I guess this question's on everybody's mind. What are the best foods to eat during Saho that can keep you energized all the way up to Bukkopasa? A balanced approach is very important. The easiest is to follow uh, the suku suku sapara rule. So filling half your plate with vegetables, a quarter with carbs, and the other quarter with protein. For um, Saho? Yeah. Wow! So not breakfast kind of meals. Like we're talking, we should be eating a full-on meal? It depends on your preference though. Because I do know some people who stick to like breakfast meals. Okay. And some actually have a proper full-on meal. Yeah, because some people do end up eating the meals from the night before that they have prepared. So if it's nasi minya, it's going to be nasi minya. So, suku suku separo. Ardi, that means quarter, quarter, half. That was like the Ministry actually had um, of Health, I think, had actually set up this guideline as to how much protein, vegetables and carbs that we have to take on our plate. Right. And then on top of that, you probably want to add some fruit and of course water. So about 500 mils to one litre of water. Um, and when it comes to like the suku suku sabara rule, I guess quality is going to be very important. So you want to get like colorful fruits and vegetables, um, lean proteins. And then in terms of the carbohydrates, of course, the high fiber whole grain options are going to be better. So they will tick your fiber box, give you energy, keep you full so they can last like the whole day. Well, Adele, you mentioned water and that's one thing I think every anyone that's in the health industry, they will say always, always hydrate and all that. But how would you able to do that when we have to abstain from food and water for like say about 12 hours? Um, I would say maximize the time before you start your fast. So as I mentioned, drinking at least like 500 mils to one liter of water before you start and include hydrating fruits and vegetables. So Mm. things like cucumber, watermelon, tomatoes, lettuce, berries, anything that has a higher water content. So you know Adele, Yes, I agree. Everyone here agrees with you. It's easy. It's easier said than done. This whole colorful, la, this, la, that. La. Now, let's be real about things. Okay? We Malaysians love our ayam perce, nasi tomato, nasi minya, the bazaar food. Come on, it's once a year for a month and this is it. La. You know, everybody goes to the bazaar Ramadan, right? So, maybe you could tell us what would be <laughs> the healthiest in that lot. Yeah, the healthiest Bazaar Ramadan food. Ah. 
Okay, I would. I, I'm a big proponent of no restriction. So you can you can eat literally whatever you want. I guess during Ramadan it, or like when you go to a bazaar, it's going to be very hard to control to pick like the best options. So try not to stress yourself too much on it. Uh, I would say you can still eat whatever food that you want to eat, but practice mindful eating. So mm. you can eat all of these foods without going overboard. On them so you don't have to overeat them to enjoy them if that makes sense so you can still have these foods and then eat till a level that you're satisfied nice if you just joined us on the show we're speaking to adele wong she's a dietitian and founder of nutrition track well does fasting help you lose weight okay so first of all when it comes to weight loss any method that helps you create a calorie deficit will be effective so the only way it works is because it helps you create a calorie deficit. So if you are fasting and you are not in a calorie deficit, you will not lose any weight. So the number one consideration is, is it suitable for you? So for example, if you have someone who doesn't mind skipping a meal, then in, in, in a way, fasting can be effective. But if you have someone who prefers to eat three meals a day or that person cannot go too long without food, then I would say fasting is not suitable for that person because I have clients who know that they're going to fast and because of that, they have this mindset of, oh no, I'm not going to be able to eat for a long period of time. I better eat more now, which defeats the purpose of fasting to help you create a calorie deficit. So they essentially end up eating more during that fasting period and they can eventually gain, actually gain weight from that. Yeah. Okay, so about that though, I'm sure there are other than weight gain for overeating during Ramadan, right? So at breakfast time at 7.30, are there any other effects or side effects of overeating during breakfast? Um, okay, in the short term, it can potentially lead to discomfort, indigestion. Uh, also depends on how fast you're eating your meal. And... Of course, if you're eating too close to bedtime, that can affect your sleep, which is not ideal. So I guess those are kind of like the immediate short-term side effects of overeating. Yeah. Adele, we want to play a little game with you. And this is pretty much to bust all myths. Uh, these are like popular health myths. Okay, so we will list out, name a myth, and then you can just say, mm, it's true and false. Okay. So I'll start off. Myth number one, MSG is bad for you. False. Myth. It's false. Okay, okay, so so how did it then end up going on the bad list? Like, where, where did that happen, right? Yeah, I think somewhere in the 1970s, probably. Um, yeah, someone brought it up and it has stuck on ever since. But it has, it is not supported by science. It is safe and approved by the FDA and they do very rigorous testing. So it's not like... Yeah. Just approved. I think it was um, a competitive thing. This baby <laughs> company wanted to say, you know, kill these fellas and then that's it. Right. <laughs> right. And it's been going on for decades, okay? Yeah. How about this one, though? Um, drinking water is great for weight loss. Uh, myth, unless somehow drinking water helps you create a calorie deficit. Otherwise, drinking mm. water is good for overall health. This whole lemon water or, you know, <laughs> berry water or some kind of infused water. Yeah. And then for seven days, you lose weight. Myth. Ha! Really? <laughs> Unless you're using that to replace your breakfast, then you're potentially creating that calorie deficit, as I mentioned. And then, yeah, you probably can lose weight. Okay, so this one, I know, I think all our parents have done this. They force-fed us carrots 
always harping on the fact that it's great for your eyesight. So is this a myth or is this a fact? Um, in a way, it's true. So carrots, well, they're high in antioxidants, beta carotene, lutein. They are good for your eye health. But it's a, it's a bit different to say that it will improve your eyesight if something has already gone wrong. <laughs> but it oh. is beneficial for eye health in general. The brand new Mixed Breakfast with Aisha, Ardy and Prim and today's best music.